No, I know what I'm gonna say. Right. I was gonna say that yesterday on that Facebook message, but I don't like arguing with people. So look, we ain't even starting with no fucking intro. We starting off with an immediate a hot take, right? So yesterday, this nigga G posted on the book that Devin Booker deserved to be in the MVP talks. Uh, our homeboy Weezy, aka Justin, you know he's a uh, AGS Madden League. Uh, we know him all our life. He was saying like, why not CP3 instead? And left, you have the rebuttal for why CP3 should. So, I mean, it, it's. Devin Booker's been Devin Booker since he's got the league. He's been that walking bucket. Uh, but for some reason, the structure of the Suns couldn't get them in the playoffs. Got close last year, they missed it. Now, with CP3 being on the team and looking at his role, granted, he doesn't have the numbers. He's not dropping 29 a game. He's not having 10, 15 assists a game. But what he's brought to the team that structure, that system, that format, and the allowance of having Devin Booker still be able to drop close to 30 a game, but the position of that team is far different. Now, you have the factors of injuries, you had slow starts, you've had COVID, but ultimately the Suns are at the top of the, of the Western Conference. And the one factor that's changed from last season's team to this season's team is CP3. Now, you're talking about a lottery team to damn near uh, NBA Finals contender based on really just one guy being traded over there, which was Chris Paul. It gives him that – it warrants him being in the MVP. Though. I think that I agree to an extent, and that's why I am kept mentioning on that very post that I'm not discrediting CP3. I, that's not what's happening here. What the original point of contention was is that Devin Booker has been at an MVP level of play consistently for maybe the past two and a half seasons. Now, the problem becomes, you know, the old school way of MVP is what most of us think about. So in your terminology of saying, you know, going from a nine seed or really a 10 seed because we didn't get the playing game, a 10 seed to the second in the West and we're about to be a half game back if we beat the Spurs tonight. Like, yeah, Chris Paul is very valuable. But are we looking at MVP as value that you bring to the team or value that you bring to the stats? And that was my argument. That's why I was saying what I did about Russell Westbrook and how, like, he really was MVP based on stats. Okay, so sometimes you stat-based. Sometimes you're value to the team-based. If if it was about value to the team, Chris Paul definitely deserves to be in that conversation. Not a question. no. As far as the Russell Westbrook thing, the reason, only reason why he got MVP was because of the fact that he had historical stats. Like, it wasn't exactly. just his normal stats. He had historical stats, so he kind of deserved the MVP. I don't really think so, because you were still, like, a 7C. They was but, a 6C when he won it. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. That's, that was my exact point. That was my counter-argument. Like, they were a 6 seed and didn't win in the first round, and he was MVP. Whereas you look at like everybody always complain that Braun didn't get it and Braun do so much historical this and that or the first to do it at this youngest age or whatever the case may fucking be Braun. See, my my argument will never be Chris Paul is the MVP of the league. But as far as 
between him and Devin Booker, the reason why I say he's more, he more warrants MVP because of looking at the history of the Suns while Devin Booker was there. Now, granted, Devin Booker's a bucket. I would never say he's trash. I would never he just couldn't get them over the hump. He couldn't get them in the playoffs. Now, this one guy gives them a, and you've seen the note you if you've noticed, and you're a big Suns fan, you've noticed the difference of play mm-hmm. from last year to this year. It's, yeah. it's in a, kind of the same factor as the Tom Brady thing. He's bringing a system into a team that was they weren't bad. They was just they were a laughingstock. Let's they were they were a laughingstock, and he got them to a bowl and won it. You know, respectfully. Um, and you you do make that great point of saying you know, look at what Chris Paul brings to the Suns. Now that that's where I feel like we always lose when it comes to the MVP talk. Devin Booker uh-huh. was going to be inherently great and lead Phoenix to wins. Maybe maybe 30 wins a season without Chris Paul. But my problem is that it's more than just Chris Paul. People have to remember we went out and got Jay Crowder, then traded for Chris Paul. It wasn't like Chris Paul was the end-all, be-all. You know what I'm saying? Like, you you drafted Cam Johnson last year, like number 13 or 14, something like that, where you always sit at. You always sit right at the end of the lottery. So there's that. So you're, you're doing good enough to – compete in the West, but you can't beat Luka Doncic and KP. You can't beat Dame Little and CJ McCollum. You can't beat John Morant and Jaron Jackson. Now you go out and get a Hall of Fame point guard and you get a solid defender who can guard two through four. So you complimented Devin Booker. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we don't, me, me we don't speak enough. We don't speak enough about how teams sign people to compliment their star player. CP3 is a star in his own right. That's not that's not what's being said. Like we're not calling him a compliment to a superstar because he's a superstar. In his At own this right. point of his career, he is. At this point, yeah, he's he just like he tried, he was supposed to compliment James Harden. Yeah, like, but yeah. you know, James Harden won MVP when Chris Paul was there. So it's like, okay, that's kind of where I share the sentiment of, well, okay, if Harden can win it with Chris Paul on his team, why can't Devin Booker? He ain't doing it as crazy as James Harden was. So, you know, all right, that's against him. But, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, you look at you look at James Harden's stats when he won an MVP. He was damn near averaging almost 40 a game. Yeah, like, it's, it's the thing about MVP now. It's, it's just my thing is MVP to me is if you take that person off this team, where are they? Are they the same team? Mm-hmm. If you take Braun off the Cavs in 2016, what are they? Because as, as good as Kyrie was, they were a 22-win-a-season 20, team. Mm-hmm. Braun is the MVP. Because without Braun, this team would not be where it's at. Braun is the MVP to me every year. Hey, Lev. Hey, Lev. And that was going to be my counter-argument to what you said. Because... If you take Braun and Wade were both playing at about the same level when Braun went to Miami, even though Braun won MVP because he was the better player on the team. There's really no argument to that. That's the same argument for Devin Booker. I'm just saying, like, your argument, not saying, you know, but your argument is Chris Paul. But how, if Devin Booker is the better player on the team, he's playing at a higher level than Chris Paul. Chris Paul is just doing his job. And being who Chris Paul is, a pure point guard. 
So I don't really think that if you take Devin Booker off that team, they will be in the same position. I don't think Chris Paul would excel that team any higher without, you know, Devin Booker's scoring ability. I mean, we said the same thing about the Thunder. And the Thunder were a seven yeah. seed in the West last year. They made the play. I think the, the, I think the difference the between Booker. I'm with you on that. that but I think I think the difference between OKC with Chris Paul and the Suns with Chris Paul, OKC didn't already have a certified superstar there. The Suns did. Sun, the Suns already had a certified, guaranteed superstar in Devin Booker. Without and question, there wasn't. Superstar couldn't get them in the playoffs. Yes, that's, yeah, that's oh, the thing I, I'm saying. Like so, even but but, uh-huh. but when did but when did being a superstar ever equate to playoffs? That that's not what I'm saying. That's the thing. I'm not. We're not well, taking away from Chris Paul. I'm not taking away from him at anything that I'm saying. I'm simply stating that the team in OKC last year was way more suited to benefit whoever played there, no matter what, compared to the Suns team last year fighting for a spot as a 10 seed walking into the bubble and remaining a 10 seed because somebody else couldn't lose. The Suns went eight and zero in the bubble. There were only eight games they could play. They did what they had to do. So the Suns, the Suns uh did what they had to do, but if they had did it in the regular season last year, then yes, you're right. I'm not, I'm not discrediting that. That's not what's happening. Take away the bubble. The bubble was a contingency thing due to COVID. If it was a normal season, they wouldn't have made the playoffs. They wouldn't have been in contention to make the, the same thing can be said for OKC though. Left, you don't. We can't go off what ifs. We we can't we can't say oh with the bubble doesn't happen does OKC make it? They made it because of how it happened. They, they could have fell off at the though. end of the season. Yeah, I'm but not, at the end of the day, again, they, they I'm they not still discrediting the it though, bro. But what but I'm saying is, the thing is, nobody's discrediting oh. Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. It's the fact of the matter that last year. It's not really a glimpse. It's not really, you know, there's no there's no asterisk on it because it happened how it needed to happen so that the players could play. Right? Uh, let's just mm-hmm. let's just keep it at what it is. But the fact of the matter is that with a full season of Chris Paul on the Suns, he has them in a higher position than he did with OKC because he's a compliment to the superstar that was already on the Suns. They didn't have a compliment for Devin Booker last year. There was never one. That's why originally when Kyrie was trying to get traded, they were kind of they were trying to compliment Devin Booker in the first place. When D'Lo was getting traded, they were trying to compliment Devin Booker in the first place. So all these years, they've been trying to get Devin Booker a point guard. They finally get him one, and he shows out even better than he already was doing. That's what G is saying. That's why he said what he said. It's not that Chris Paul's doing bad. That that's not what the argument is. The argument is just that Chris Paul is such a good compliment to Devin Booker that he's made Devin Booker better than what he already was. There was nobody for Chris Paul to directly make better outside of SGA in OKC. And once OKC realized Chris Paul didn't want to stay, what they do? They blew it up. That, that's why I'm not I'm not blaming anybody for the OKC situation. I'm not saying OKC didn't get a good Chris Paul. It's not a this is no knock on Chris Paul conversation. It's a highlight of Chris Paul. It's a upbringing of Chris Paul. If anything, I'm just simply stating that because you put it's the same way when he left the Clippers to go play with James Harden. When you take him from a bad team that can make the playoffs and never do nothing with it and put him next to a superstar, he gonna look good. 
That's a guarantee. See, that's, that's, but that's that's the thing. See, when you say superstar, right? You say superstar doesn't necessarily equate the playoffs. It should. Because if you're a superstar, I'm paying you as such, you should be the type of talent that can get my team to the playoffs. This is why we had the argument about Steph Curry. Steph Curry is labeled as a superstar. Take You should be able to get your team to the playoffs. Now, there's contingencies that do happen, which will do warrant an excuse when it should. But when your team, this is what you got. If, you can, if you're the superstar, you should be able to get your team to the playoffs. So, now, so not, let me ask now, this. Not, let's, let's, let's bring this argument back up, though, right? Let's, let's okay. do this right quick. Is Bradley Beal a superstar? Has he gotten them to the playoffs? I don't really follow up. That don't to me, to me, truthfully, there's so many dudes that don't get 18 to the playoffs and they still superstars left. That that don't matter. That has, <laughs> it, it, that it does to me. To do it, it. it does. It does it, it, because it's, you're a superstar. You're a star in this league, which means you have you're, you're good. You drop your points. LeBron you was a super do. LeBron was a superstar from day one, and the Cavs did not make the playoffs first year. That's because LeBron it, had hype coming from high school. He was the, that's the same thing with Zion. Zion's had the hype since high school. But basketball, okay, so here's the thing, though, right? Basketball has grown to a point where there are multiple superstars waiting to blow up. Just because you're not put in the right position to blow up doesn't make you that less of a superstar. Unfortunately for Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, Trey Young, they are in positions on teams where they can't outbeat the competition in front of them because the teams in front of them have well-gelled chemistry. Let's be real. If Philly didn't fuck up and take Markel Fultz, they could have had Embiid and they could have had Jason Tatum. But what happened? They took faults. So Jason Tatum was going to be a superstar no matter where he went when you look at it now. But because he got placed on a team that was well-rounded for him and fit him, he's a su- he's the best player on the Celtics. It, it's not even an argument. He's a superstar. But Boston's going to be in the playoffs based on how Danny Ainge built the team. Sometimes it's more than just the player. It, it does fall on the GM sometimes to build around your superstar. If if Ryan McDonald kept didn't keep fucking up, he wouldn't have got fired. We wouldn't go get James Jones to build correctly around Devin Booker. So it's I'm not that right. they're not superstars. They can't control. The only person that we ever say can control who's on their team is who? Who's the LeBron. only person who ever get that knock? LeBron James, bro. And now Kevin Durant is now becoming the same way. Because look at how everybody done fucking flock to Brooklyn. So... Kevin Durant leaves OKC because OKC don't bring no heat to him, right? He was a superstar no matter what happened. He leave to go to uh, Golden State. Golden State win two rings in the finals four straight years with, go- with Kevin Durant, all four of his contract years, right? Boom, he lead to go to Brooklyn. DeAndre Jordan hit Brooklyn. Kyrie with him, Brooklyn. Okay, the very next year, James Harden, Brooklyn. LaMarcus Aldridge, even though he retired, Brooklyn. Blake Griffin, Brooklyn. The fact of the matter is there are people in the way of the budding superstars because the superstars are trying to be loyal. It's the same argument about Damian Lillard. The only reason Damian Lillard get the credit he get, though, is because he hit the shots. But he's in the position to hit the shots because of the team built around him. Devin Booker has not had a team built around him yet. So how can we say he's not something when he hasn't been given opportunity? This year, they're going to make the playoffs. I'm not saying he's not. I'm saying... If you're going to label him as such, that's what is expected from me. 
might not really be a popular opinion, but for me, if you're labeled as such, I expect such. That's why I don't give everyone that superstar label because the they don't live of a up superstar to has changed though. That's the problem. That's the problem. The then that's the 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 conversation with any athlete in the league has changed. Of course, MVP, look at MVP. Superstar, all labels, all star, all labels have been changed. But my, I've always gone to the, this is what an MVP means to me. And this is what a superstar is expected to do. Because if you're going to be labeled mm-hmm. that, if I'm giving you $200 million, I expect you to at least get this team to the playoffs. If I'm going to, we can fight what will have this in the playoffs. I'm not expecting you, you got to take me to the finals. I'm not saying that. Because there's only two people you can really expect to get their team to the finals, which is KD and LeBron. That's those two guys are the two guys you expect to take my team to the finals. But these other stars, I expect you to at least get me to the playoffs. Okay. Well, I got a good rebuttal. I think think a counter argument to that would be um, every every team, you know, every team has a player that's a star at least. Like every, no matter the team, you have one guy who's the best player on the team, so he's the star. Therefore, he gets the most TV time. He's one of the stars of the league. Every team has to pay that player sometimes because the market demands it. That's why the argument has changed because now there's markets to consider. Players know how much money they can make. So every player has to be a star. To Every team has to promote some player as a star to promote their team. So that's just the way it is now. I mean, but the barbershop argument would be more your argument, though. But realistically, that's what it's about. Yeah, because he's, yeah, I know he's the realism the, to it, problem. but it's just yeah. But here, but here's the ultimate problem, bro. Right? Let's let's again using your your logic. Who's better, Devin Booker or Donovan Mitchell? I think Devin Booker. But who? But who's in the playoffs every year based on the team that was built around him where he got drafted? Since he's been in the league. Okay, so is okay. is Donovan Mitchell all of a sudden a superstar because he's in the playoffs every year? Because his team is good to fit him. If that's what they want to deem him as, then but that but okay. that but that's flawed. But that's flawed. Then so you're basically How? saying if you get drafted into greatness, you're a superstar because you got drafted into it. You can't you can't work to become it. That's that's how that sounds. That's why I'm rebuttaling it. You're basically that's, saying, that's, okay, that's, no. If you get drafted no. somewhere and you be and you show out, now it, you the superstar. No. But if you that's, if that's you show out but don't make the playoff, it is Bradley Beal drop is averaging 35 points and they're not in the playoff contention at all. And, and that's fine. He's the like, star what are we of that saying? team. To me, he's the star of that team. Get him to Bro. the playoffs. Everyone says everyone's giving flack to LeBron for years because it was the weakest division. The Easter Conference is terrible. You can easily get there. Giannis That's just people hating on LeBron. That ain't, that ain't got nothing to do with this argument. Why can't you get to the – why you can't get to an eighth seat? I'm not expecting but you to be the number one seat every year. But that has nothing to do with this argument. Finals, but you can't get now, to an eighth seat. Hold on, Keith. You know, you know what, Keith? I think that – but that – not relating to LeBron, but that does have a, a point, though, like, I will say that if you're the number one player on the team, there's obviously levels to this winning shit. Like, you have to know what to do in what situation to be a winner. And I think mm-hmm. that's what you, the team is kind of paying you to do, too, is figure it out. You're the superstar. No, figure I'm not I'm not arguing that. If And, and if yeah, we want to counter that, that argument, why did Rudy go big at $200 million? 
Exactly. I'm not. I'm, I, I'm I not can't arguing that. that at all. I'm not. No I'm not. Why. I'm not arguing that. But when we pull the stats up for these players who go out their way to show why they're worth being caught what they are, that's uh-huh. what I'm arguing here. Like right. we, we we look at it, bro. Booker. That when you look at what the NBA is is founded on at this very point and very moment. It's scoring. It's not defense. So the fact that a defender got 200 million shook everybody like, what the fuck? How he get that money? Why? Because this is not a defensive league anymore. It was during the Jordan era. It was during the beginning of the Kobe era. That's why Kobe got fucking what? Nine time all NBA first team defense. Like, that's why that's like that. But back then, that's what mattered. Now that shit don't mean nothing. Nobody cares about first team all NBA defense no more. It's something like you unless you Tony Allen or some shit. Nobody cares about that no more. So defenders getting money don't really mean shit. What I'm simply saying is you can be a superstar no matter what if the team don't build around you. But if they build around you and then highlight what you're good at, you're still a superstar to that point too. That's what I'm saying. I think that's being lost. That's why I'm saying it how I'm saying it. I'm not discrediting Chris Paul's value. I'm simply saying that Devin Booker is being highlighted now and getting the same praise he's been getting from all these NBA players for years. He's getting it from analysts alike simply because Chris Paul has enhanced what he was already good at. That's why I'm bringing the arguments that I'm bringing. It's the fact of the matter that a superstar is somebody who the team has designated as their lead player, and they can go out and get you a bucket and win games on a nightly basis. Devin Booker can do that. A superstar and a star. Superstars are not only made in the playoffs, though. That's that's why I'm bringing the stats into it, because if if we saying that, Russell Westbrook, isn't a superstar that that's what we're saying. Basically he, he doing shit that hasn't been done since Oscar Robertson, but he's not making the wizards any better. He's making them worse than John wall would have. I'm, I agree that there's tears to this shit and there's levels to it, but I think that we got to be honest and remember that NBA players wouldn't talk of other players as superstars. If that shit won't true. That's 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 what my uh, argument is. Uh, and they they a lot of the motherfuckers is kissy kissy, but I, I get it. I, I just no. I mean, for me, it, it's really it, it's a tear thing for me. It I really mean, I'm is. with you on the playoff. The playoffs being a a part of the end all be all. I get that. I mean, same way, and that's why we transition to it, right? The same way with the NFL, right? So we just know Julian Edelman retired. Is he a Hall of Famer based on what he did in the playoffs, or does his regular season matter too? I don't say that's the question that's coming up because now. his statistics for his position, he's not nearly in the top 25 of any of them. But in the playoffs, not even in the top 100 in any of them. But okay, the he could be in the ring of honor for that team. Now, see, if the NBA did what the NFL did and each team had a ring of honor, then we'll have a whole totally different argument. But mm-hmm. as a NFL Hall of Famer, absolutely not. Your numbers does not equate to anything that they gave hell for T.O. getting in. You think Julian Edelman's going to get in? Well, there's, there's a difference the between T.O. and Julian team. Edelman, though, right? So so I like that you brought that up. T.O. T.O.'s attitude kept him out, not his play. Calvin Johnson's a first ballot Hall of Famer, never winning a playoff game because of what he did to the game, the impact that he had. Same impact for the playoffs. If Julian Edelman doesn't make that catch in Super Bowl 51, Patriots don't win. We fucked up and lost yeah. that game. That's cool, bro. But without Edelman doing what he does in the playoffs, Patriots don't get in certain positions. He he's a fucking Super Bowl MVP. But if I'm, you look I'm at not, the old, 
the overall you know grand saying? scheme of things, he impacted the Patriots. He did not impact the league. He did nothing at the end special of the day, at his the position. The Patriots were a dynasty because of Tom yeah, Brady and the people that made him good around him. He will be in the Hall of Fame as part of the New England Patriots. I, I agree the with dynasty. that. I definitely think he goes in He'll that ring of honor. But what? at the end of the mm-hmm. day, based on how the NFL people vote, they might put him in. Not first ballot, but he's probably going to get in. Like, you can't you can't discredit what the man did in the playoffs, bro. Like, it don't matter who your quarterback is. We, we say the I, same I thing for DeAndre Hopkins. It. You know what I mean? Just, oh, DeAndre Hopkins is so great no matter who his quarterback is. Why Julian Edelman can't get that same respect? Because Julian Edelman is ranked like two-something as a wide receiver. That don't matter. Ultimately, it's not why. about regular season only. Yeah. That shit don't matter. It's about his career. It's not about, I'm not saying regular season, his career. Okay, so he is his ranked. career postseason numbers are so, let's just go look it up, right? If his career postseason numbers are that insane to where he literally is probably somewhere in the top five in receiving in his postseason career, that's that's insane. Danny that, Amendola that, has more yards than him uh, as a patriot that doesn't mean anything though yeah but that's what i'm saying as, as his position you look at all the wide receivers that went to all of it at his position where does he rank among the, the most recent one calvin johnson what is the difference in ranking between him and calvin johnson it's miles i'm i'm with you Halfway He's a only because ring of honor inductee. I'm halfway <laughs> with you, only halfway, simply because we're talking about an X versus a slot. We we still got to break that cycle right there. Like, yeah, his position is wide receiver, but he's a slot receiver. So, who was the last slot receiver to make it into the Hall of Fame? <sighs> Compare their stats. Couldn't tell you, but at the same time, like we, you can't discredit the impact the man had. He had like an playoff. impact for the New England Patriots, just not for the league. By his stats, he did not impact the league. He was a, a, the a biggest game, asset though. to the New England I'm, Patriots. You're, you're he arguing, should be in the front of You're the arguing impact for the league, and that's not anything I'm talking about. That has nothing to do with being a Hall of Famer, unfortunately. Yeah, he's a as, mu- as much as it should, as much as it should, it doesn't. So I'm, I get what you're saying. But when we look at what makes a Hall of Famer, it don't have it don't always have to do with your impact to the league. That's like saying Sean Taylor should be a Hall of Famer because he changed how the league protects players from hits. Because he was such a dangerous hitter. That that's not what and, I'm saying. And when you think about it, not it doesn't really pertain to the Patriots as a team. But look what the Patriots have done for the NFL. And exactly. then Julian Edelman was the best. Think about it, left. You just said it yourself. Who, what slot receiver has made the Hall of Fame? Nobody. Why well, can't and he open the door? The first. And he can well, go in the Hall first. of Fame. He's the first slot receiver. Do what he's done. When they mm-hmm. induct the Patriots from 2010 to 2020, or whatever period they want to put as Hall of Famers, that is the only way Julian Element will be a Hall of Famer. I don't he think will so, be man. a ring and honor. They're gonna build the biggest statue of him in front of Gillette. That's gonna do <laughs> all of that, but he will not be a Hall of Famer unless he goes in as the team roster. I get. I I'm get sorry, his numbers does not equate to yeah, him his being num- a Hall I mean, of his famer. numbers don't. I'm with you. I'm. I'm What's not disagreeing though? with you. 
He his, for his career, he only has six thousand eight hundred yards, mm-hmm. thirty six touchdowns receiving. Yards a game is fifty yards a game. He 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 caught sixty six percent of his passes, and he played one hundred thirty seven games. He only had uh six hundred twenty catches. I'm not I'm not going for him for stats, bro. I'm not. I truthfully am not. That's not the like argument it. here. No, nah, but we're not gonna. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not giving him the awards. He's the best. I mean, sounds like impact on the NFL to me. Impact, impact on his time in the game. He came in the game in 2009 off of a Patriots losing a Super Bowl, and he's won three rings with the team on the impact he had on them during their championship years. The way the voting is changing for certain people is that he would get in probably. The same, the same way Devin Hester should get in the Hall of Fame, Julian Edelman might sneak in as a slot receiver for what he did for slot receivers. The impact he brought to the slot receiver game as a small former quarterback might get him in. And, what? and wouldn't that have I'm, been? I'm not. Crazy? I'm not on the side of him getting in. I'm just arguing the fact of what if he does. I'm for arguing the what if he it. does. That means yes. Jameis Winston's going in the Hall of Fame for throwing thirty mm-hmm. for thirty. Ah, so you are. That, that, <laughs> that means nah. I, you know what I'm saying. Like at this point, if you're gonna let him in based on. His impact to one team in their dynasty, which is warranted, and I don't disagree that. But mm-hmm. on the total scale, when you look down his career, compared to the next person in his position, he's just not, no, he's not a Hall of Famer. I mean, I think there's an argument for, you know, we give it there's, I, I definitely there's an argument of why he shouldn't get in. I mean, he he's definitely one of the better players of the 2010s. Like, that's cool. I'm with you there. Uh, but, I mean, the argument for why he would get in would come from the fact of what he did for the Patriots in the NFL as a slot receiver. That's where it's going to come from. You know what I'm saying? But that's the same way, like, okay, if he going to get in, why Troy Brown didn't? Troy Brown did the same shit for the Patriots. You know? Tim so, Brown. Like I said, I'm, I'm with you. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not against what you're saying. I just like- think. We got to look at it from a point of when you look at the Hall of Fame and what they let in based on impact, like Edelman might get in because of impact, just because of how they Is Deion Branch in the Hall of Fame? No, he's not. He and should he be because of impact. should not be in the Hall of Fame. Then. <laughs> it might change, though. We don't know. Absolutely. If, if Deion Branch, in all honesty, Deion Branch was a far bigger impact and Julian Edelman mm. was for the New England Patriots. If he's not mentioned as a Hall of Famer because of this one little catch that he had, now he's mentioned to be a Hall of Famer more than Deion Branch, who played both sides of the field for them? Edelman did too, though. He played two series. Edelman, Edelman, Edelman has done kick return, punt returns. He's played defense. He's forced fumbles. Everything Edel- that, Deion Branch did. And, but but that's why I mentioned Troy Brown because Troy Brown did the same thing playing cornerback. And that's what he I'm played saying. nickelback. These guys are mentioned check. as Hall of Famers. Why is Julian Edelman? I think and their I statistics think Edelman, for the Patriots were better. I mean, the the only person that's a slot was Troy Brown. Dion was the outside guy. Now, that's why he ain't getting it. But I'm reading this off of NFL.com. This came out five days ago. Today is Sunday. This is recorded on Sunday. It came out April twelfth. Mm-hmm. Steve Smith Sr., who is a surefire Hall of Famer, this is verbatim quoted, right? He said, hell yeah, when I think of Julian Edelman, I think of a hard-nosed, tougher-than-snot wide receiver who played far above his draft standing throughout his career. 
the sizable impact he had on the Patriots dynasty over the last decade should earn him a spot in football immortality. The, I'm not so sure the Patriots win Super Bowl 51 or 53 without him. That's how much of a playmaker he was in those games. That's just Steve Smith, right? Just an ass. Uh-huh. But, Sounds um, like it, right? James Jones, but, another wide receiver, has the exact opposite. He said, if I look down some of the line of guys, the best wide receivers who played in Green Bay, like Sterling Sharp, Jordy Nelson, Donald Driver, and Greg Jennings, they all have better stats and they're not sniffing enshrinement, but maybe Donald Driver will. That's a good point. Now I, I can't argue that. Here's my other point. See how Steve Smith just raved about Judy and Elliott. Why does Troy Brown and Deion Branch not get the same regard while doing the same exact tap? Deion Branch is throwing a touchdown for the Patriots. Troy Brown is throwing a touchdown for the Patriots. I think yeah, they did more stat-wise. I think they you just did more stat-wise. That's it, though. But you start to look at... This has always been my argument about the NFL. About scouting in general. When you notice how when they judge white talent, they judge it based on their IQ. This Look at their abilities like that. Look at how decisions that they make versus when they judge black talent, it's always talent. He's mm-hmm. talented. Look how fast he is. Look how strong he is. So it's like when it comes to this particular argument right here between Julian Edelman and like I said, Troy Brown and Deion Branch, we're mentioning this man as a Hall of Famer. And I continue to reiterate that these two guys did the same exact thing. And they were more impactful because they were Tom Brady's first Super Bowl. Their impact I mean, was far greater. Okay, so le- I can't say that, left. I, I got to disagree with you there. First off, like, I got to agree with Steve Smith on one point. Without Edelman, they don't win two Super Bowls. You can't say that for the other people you're bringing up right now. You, you can't. You can't. That's the only thing for him. But what's perplexing me right now and why I just made the face that I made, I'm still reading the same article. This man, D'Angelo Hall, really just said, D. Hall from Virginia, and I'm about to disown this. I don't know why he would say this out of his mouth. This man just said he lined up across Edelman in his career, and he gave him as many problems as Randy Moss and T.O. What? What? Yeah, he did. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. That's where I draw the line. Yeah, I fought with Edelman. He had a really good impact on the NFL in the playoffs or whatever the case may be. But to compare his problematic on the field to T.O. and Randy for giving a corner fits when he's a – yeah, nah, that, that's where I draw the line right there. Nah, no. What the hell? Mm-mm. Nah, bro. So nobody agrees that Jordan Element should be in the Hall of Fame? Nope. Um, I mean, if he get in, it'll be like way late, like senior type shit. He might get in in like 2060 or some shit. That's what I think. I don't I don't discredit his um 
his contributions to you know the Patriots two Super Bowl wins the last two, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm with left when you say you know the impact across the board has to match up, and if there's guys out there like 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 Donald Driver, Donald Driver should be in the Hall of Fame, my opinion. The fact that he's not is mind blowing. The fact that he's not in there is mind blowing. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I literally want y'all to click on that article and just laugh. Because when you see some of the shit they say, bro, listen, I feel like some of these receivers get disrespected way more than some of the other ones. I don't get that at all. Yeah, all they do is get labeled divas when they speak their mind. Like, I... He's the second GOAT when it comes to his postseason stats. He's the second best receiver when it comes to postseason stats. Yeah, people say you know, yeah, on the flip side of the Julian Edelman talk, because we were talking about this and said we should save it for the podcast, uh, Eli Manning was the other hard topic that came up and saying was Eli Manning a not really surefire. I don't even – I don't know if he'll be first ballot, but I think he'll get in eventually. Uh, so I do think Eli's a Hall of Famer eventually, but not first ballot. I think I think that's where ma- most of the issues come from is when we talk about or when you hear people say, hey, you know, this guy's a Hall of Famer. Is, is it just me or does anybody else think that that means like first ballot when that comes up? Every time you hear Hall of Famer, you think first ballot because you're thinking, oh, man, this player is the best player I've ever seen do some of these things, you know. Or mm-hmm. or this player is really, like, playing at a Hall of Fame level. So you automatically think, oh, yeah, first ballot. As soon as he retires, Hall of Fame, you know. That happens a lot. We don't consider the fact that players can always get inducted years down the line. We yeah. always forget that. I think that's what uh happens more often than not necessarily i don't i don't i don't know though left but i mean i know you had a great argument as to why eli might not or probably shouldn't get in yeah i don't know i i think he should be in the hall of fame simply because of his two super bowls because he was the the way that they got in and he showed that he had a lot of will in the postseason if we want to keep mm-hmm. the postseason argument up too so i think that's a lot to consider and it also matters who he beat he did beat Tom yeah. Brady, who was that matters. Both I times. mean, and he was pretty consistent his whole career. He wasn't the greatest at his position, but he was consistent. They, the New York Giants and Eli Manning's prime were winning football games. That matters too. Uh, uh, so, looking at the 07 playoffs, talking about who he beat, just to give some backdrop. He beat the Bucks on the road in the wild card round in the divisional. He beat the Cowboys, who were the number one seed. You know, we always used to joke the Cowboys for never being good in the playoffs, only the regular season. Uh, and then in the NFC Championship game, which was Brett Favre's last heave for Green Bay, uh, they won that game by three. And then, you know, they won the Super Bowl. Uh, and that's when I made the argument that from that game on until the next bowl, they kind of – set the tone for the NFC East in a sense for the next couple of seasons. They, they, uh, they never, they were never that. <sighs> they were only the best team in the NFL or the NFC once, 
I think, I under Eli. I really do. He's going to kill me. All right. Their two Super Bowl runs, they backdoored it. So, without a defense, Eli could not carry. When their defense was dismantled, Eli had a bad season. Because that division for the last maybe up until maybe recently was always won by nine and seven. They had two years where three teams got into the division, and the highest person that had it was ten and six. They had one year with thirteen and three with the Cowboys. Giants were ten and six. That was their highest win total. So they say Eli's been so impactful, yeah, because he came from Kurt Warner, Kerry Collins. So, yeah, Eli was a breath of fresh air. But it was like, okay, he didn't do nothing too crazy in his career. You I take mean, away the shit. two playoff runs, he's an average quarterback that gone through his NFL career. Shit, bro. He's Winning known the Super Bowl for is a those lot two playoffs. for some shit. I, I, yeah, and that's all that to some voters, that's all that fucking matter, which is sad. And, and if that's, that's the bare that's minimum, sad. There, they have to relook at a lot of people's careers who deserve to be in based on the minimum impact that we're basing it on. I mean, okay, so let, let's you you brought up Kurt Warner. Let's use Kurt Warner as a example for Eli. Kurt Warner was a nobody, and he led the Rams to two Super Bowls. And then he also led Arizona to one and he got in, you know, so that's kind of why I think Eli does get in whether first ballot or not. I think Kurt Warner is his basis. It's not that he was an, a nobody like Kurt. And when I say nobody, I mean like undrafted. It wasn't really like a top prospect, you know, first round pick. Uh, but Kurt Warner got to three Super Bowls, you know, no matter how he got there, he got there. You know, his second, his second hurrah with Arizona uh, in that great game versus the Steelers. You know, a heartbreaking loss, you know, because the defense couldn't figure it out and get it done. But if Kurt Warner got in after a couple of years, you know, then why doesn't Eli? That's that's kind of what I would compare I, it to. I I said he the only way he gets in is on those two playoffs. That's the only thing I'm giving Eli the opportunity to say, yeah, he's all it's based on those two playoffs. Because other than that, would you... he's no more impactful than Philip Rivers was. What would you say about Kurt Warner? I mean, Kurt Warner then, like, how did how did Kurt Warner get in? I mean, you were undrafted. You were uh, bagging groceries. You get a call to be a walk on, and you take three teams to a Super Bowl. Hmm. I mean, that's story. the story. I mean, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm with you. I know. I just said that, right? But I'm just saying, you know, yeah. so. He just has a okay. So this is the thing, and that's why I brought that up. The only extra layer Kurt Warner has is that he wasn't drafted. But otherwise, the only thing he has that Eli didn't do was one more Super Bowl that he didn't win. He's one and yeah, two. He also wasn't drafted in the first round and chose to change his location. Yeah, because Rega of the story regardless of that. if we if we if we look at the parallels and then separate, they got the same career. Yeah, but no, Eli chose his path. I mean, because because he grew up in an era where you were able to choose. I mean, that's that's just like saying Kobe chose his path. I mean, it's the truth. 
sure, but it doesn't really discredit anything. Truthfully, it does. It doesn't, you know, add or limit anything that he did. But let's just look at the career parallels. That's all I care about at this point. Look at the parallels between Kurt Warner and Eli. Took your team to a Super Bowl, won with a subpar team. Truthfully, like the Rams' offense was like loaded, but that defense won't shit in '99, and they beat Tennessee based on one defensive play. Tennessee were the one without that one play. Kurt Warner would have zero rings if it wasn't for one play. And Eli would have to be the same thing. And if Eli didn't have a, a far superior defense, he doesn't even smell those. Yeah, but I mean, that's, Kurt that's Warner kind was, of the, uh, was was the reason why they got to those Super Bowls because of their lack of defense. That's a fair point, but Eli put them ahead to win the Bowls both times. And if we and if After we gonna go off the defense. It, Play okay, before. and if we, but if we gonna do that, we gotta do that with every quarterback. Brady, Brady did that shit for three Absolutely. Super Bowls. Absolutely. <laughs> if we gonna do that, let's do it for everybody first off. Yeah. So shit. I think, I think Peyton. I mean, not Peyton. I think Tom probably, in all realistic, probably only has maybe three. I give and him four. One. I give him four. I I, I gave him the last four. Truthfully, I give him the last not four. The luck of the Irish. Well, okay, no, I'll give him the last three. Let me correct that. I will give him I'll give him 51, 53, 55, which just happened. Uh I'm giving him kinda, the Rams. I'm not giving him the Falcons. I'm giving him the Rams. I'm giving I'm giving him the Falcons one, bro. I mean, at the end of the day, the defense did his job, but he had to put points on the board for that to happen. It was 28 yeah. to 3. He had to put. I can't give you. He had to credit. put up thirty-one points. It was Tom Brady I, putting up thirty-one I, points, bro. bro. Even though we I fucked it up. Hear you, but I cannot give you credit for closing up the grave that you originally dug. You dug us in that hole, and you got us out. I'm not congratulating you for that. Say congratulate, but I mean, I I just got to give I credit. I can't where give him that Super Bowl. I can't. I give him half of it. Fuck it. You won't. I give him half of it. <laughs> He get two and a half rings. So, love, what's your? So, what do you think about Eli? Like, so you don't think he deserves it, or I was a little, I, I was a little so you're, I really don't feel like he's he personally done enough to be a Hall of Famer outside of those two playoff runs. Like I said, I'm not mad if he becomes a Hall of Famer, but I know it's strictly based on those two playoff runs. Mm-hmm. You know, I got another. We can we can compare Eli to somebody else too, technically. Well, in a sense, but not. All right, so John Elway went to what five Super Bowls? Five, right? He, lost, not sure. he, he he only won his last two, but he lost his first three, like by move. Jesus Christ, he got the ass whooped. So Elway was a surefire first ballot for being the first overall pick and did the same. He was more like Eli than Kurt Warner is. He forced his way out of Baltimore and went to Denver. 1983 draft. Okay, he said, I'm not playing it. I'm not playing in Baltimore. Send me somewhere I want to go. Okay, got two rings out of it, back-to-back years, but he, but he lost the other ones. You know, and John Elway was a first ballot Hall of Famer. Was it because of what he did in his playoff games, what he did in his regular season? Like, what would you say is the reason Elway got in the Hall of Fame? I can tell you 
one thing. It probably would have been Hall of Famers he put in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I can feel that because when you think about it, like Shannon Sharp, seventh round pick, Shannon, and Elway TV. made that man look up. And and I love Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp is one of the best Titans of all time. I'm never going to argue that. Uh-huh. But Elway I will made argue that Tony man Gonzalez, but yeah, I, I, it'll be a short argument. Well, no, no. I, okay, so I'm glad we're going to do this really quick. I like Tony Gonzalez more than I like Shannon Sharp. I just said Shannon Sharp's one of the best. I didn't say he was the best. Let's. Yeah, Tony G yeah, over like, Shannon. That's not even a question. I'm with you. Trust me. I'm with you. But I could, I could, I wouldn't be mad if Shannon Sharp was the best. I wouldn't be mad. I, I mean, okay, would you, would you say he's, was it, would it be 1A, 1B, or is it a clear Tony is one? I mean, stat wise, because Shannon Sharp got hurt, you would have to say it's Tony. But as far as talent, it's 1A, 1B. Shannon, I like more because of his energy more than Tony did. But but there, as far as talent was, they, they are 1A, 1B. I would give the yeah. slight edge to Tony because of the numbers. Yeah, it's, and it's crazy is, to think Gronk that. Gronk is not that far behind either, but. It's crazy to think, though, like Gronk and, Gronk and uh, Shannon got three rings each, and then Tony got none. Like, I'm so sad about that. Like, Tony deserved yeah. one. It's 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 bad when players like leave and they deserve a ring. Like Fitzgerald, we know Larry Fitzgerald is apparently gonna retire. We just don't know when that call is coming. But like, mm-hmm. I definitely wish he would have got one. I really wish what, that Cardinals win would have happened for them, man. Was Tony on the um 2016 August team? No, he retired the year before that, I think, or he retired after 2014 when we lost to uh, what was that Green Bay? I think. No, no. San Fran, one of them damn things. I think once we lost to San Fran with that Navarro Bowman pick six, I think that was when he was done. Or it was the 2014 year he was done. I think he retired 2014 for certain. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, Eli, Eli for me makes the Hall of Fame on those playoff runs if they make them a Hall of Fame. I, I wouldn't argue with that, but I would know the reason they that. Because you I take that away, his, his his impact was no bigger than Joe Flacco's to me. Oh God! But what, that's what, so disrespectful. what, what gets stop, elevated stop, with Joe Flacco stop, is playoff runs. Stop, bro! You are disrespectful. It's, uh, listen, between you Eli are and Joe so Flacco, disrespectful, they both, they, bro. Both their accuracies was terrible. They had bad oh accuracy. They had a habit of overthrowing them. Jimmy G started to look like that crop. Time out, bro. Hold on. Wait a minute. Wait. It happens. I can't get Wait a minute. Eli, hold on. Eli was a four-time Pro Bowler, an NFC passing touchdown co-leader, and he third-time all-time for most consecutive starts behind Brett Favre, and I don't know who the other person is. I can't remember. And Um, Joe Flacco. Joe (laughs) Flacco. Bro, you really just say Eli Joe. Bro, I'm... What's Joe Flacco? That's disrespectful as hell. Run me, Joe. Bro, that's disrespectful as fuck, left. Come on, I'm quite sure Joe Flacco was a four time pro bowler. Bro, you are so disrespectful, bro. And probably let him Joe Flacco has never made the Pro Bowl. Yeah, you are so disrespectful, bro. (laughs) Joe Flacco has never made the Pro Bowl. He's a Super Bowl champion and the Super Bowl MVP because of what they did versus the 49ers. Uh-huh. Uh, he won Rookie of the Week, AFC Player of the Week. Uh, he has the most road wins for any quarterback in playoff history, tied with Tom Brady for seven. Uh-huh. Okay. 
Uh, first rookie quarterback to win two playoff games. First quarterback to start and win a playoff game in each of his first five seasons. Tyler Russell Wilson. Most touchdowns in a postseason. Most touchdowns with an interception without a post. I mean, interceptions. Most touchdowns without an interception in a postseason, which is tied with Joe Montana in 11. Uh, first quarterback to have over a pass rating of 100. A whole bunch of shit that don't matter, basically, is what Joe Flacco has. I mean, but they're NFL, like a whole bunch of shit to get him in the Hall of Fame. If Eli but, they're NFL, but they're NFL <laughs> records, so there's that. Like, <laughs> uh, Eli did it. Joe Flacco right behind him. I mean, okay, yeah, so when he played for the uh, Jets. He looked just like Eli. So I mean, okay, hey. hold on. I'm a, I'm gonna duplicate this in, and we gonna we gonna. I, this wasn't even part of the pod, but we. I, I just feel like you can't disrespect Eli like that, bro. Yeah, you can't disrespect Eli like like the Ravens. The Ravens and the Giants both are known for defense, so that that is uh, a cool little comparison. Oh uh, no, no, how Eli's dare best him. year was 12 and four in 2008 when they won the NFC and then lost in the playoffs and didn't win the ring. Uh, his second best was eleven and five twice, and then he went ten and six twice and won the ring. Uh, ten and six the first time. Joe Flacco was twelve and four twice, ten and six twice, eleven and five his rookie year, and he hasn't won ten games since two thousand fourteen. Eli won eleven games in twenty sixteen. I, I don't know, man. I, no, moving on, I moving on. I ain't even gonna hold this shit, bro. <laughs> I fucking hate you. I, I swear, can't bro. can't spell elite without Eli. Man, shut the fuck up. I hate <laughs> that shit, bro. That shit annoyed the fuck out of me every time somebody said that. Oh, yeah, over here. You don't sit your dumb ass down with that shit. Oh, Glad God. you could spell. I forgot that was a thing, no bullshit. Yeah. I forgot that was a thing. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. Then they go That's all we got for the Eli NFL. We, we just, well, no. Okay. Draft talk time. Yeah. Um, Love Eli. Eli Apple. <laughs> <laughs> He's thinking left is so angry at these people. Oh, I love it. As fuck, bro. We're going to just say this man named the disrespectful left, bro. That shit is so I'm gonna get, bad. I'm going to get hell because I'm talking shit about the Giants, but hey, let's. Yeah, hey, fuck it. This, look, bro. This, <laughs> this is the controversy podcast. Nobody gives a fuck. It is what it is. I would all um, smoke with the football Giants. What's with the NFC East with this football shit? Washington football team, the New York football Giants. Oh, Fuck speaking me. of which, have you seen the names for the football team? <laughs> uh, I have not heard of any rumors who's recently. Who's on about... their marketing team? I don't know, but I haven't heard no rumors about a new name at all. I haven't been keeping it. A... Oh, hold on. I will... Yeah, I'll talk. I will pull them up. All right. Um, so to the NFL draft is uh, not this coming Thursday, but the following uh, Thursday, April 29th. We kind of sort of know the first two picks are kind of guaranteed where Trevor Lawrence is going to the Jaguars and Zach Wilson is going to the Jets because Sam Darnold was traded to the Panthers. The 49ers did trade up and they have pick number three currently. They traded uh, three first round picks to the Miami Dolphins to get pick three. Um, The issue now becomes what quarterback do they take? And if they don't take Justin Fields, does Atlanta take Justin Fields to get the successor for Matt Ryan? Or do they take Kyle Pitts? Or do they trade down? G, what do you think is best for Atlanta to do it for? Oh, man. You know what? I love the Kyle Pitts pickup. I don't think people are valuing Kyle Pitts the way they should be. I think if you put, like, the top 15 together – I think that Kyle Pitts would be 
I think you can look back and say he impacted the Atlanta Falcons better than the other players impacted their teams outside of Trevor Lawrence, in my opinion. So I'm really hoping that Atlanta takes Kyle Pitts because that's exactly what y'all need on offense. Now, the true problem is, y'all, offense isn't really the issue anyway. So if I'm being real with myself, I'm taking the best defensive back on the board with the fourth pick. And that people might be say, people might say that's shooting high mm-hmm. because of the cornerback stock. But do you take the best player on the board or do you take the best player for your team, you know, when you're drafting? And that's the question. Yeah. I, and, you know, I guess to, to pull your strings really quick, who is the best defensive back in the draft to you? I was having an <sighs> argument in Discord the other day. Um, and one Man. person is saying J.C. Horn is the best corner in the draft. If, he's a number one right. healthy J.C. Horn, yes. He is the best defensive back in the draft. If he's deemed to be healthy from his injury. Second best would be Patrick Sertain. I think Sertain and J.C. Horn are 1A, 1B. I don't think one is better than the other, truthfully, looking at the tape that I've watched. Um I do think that if teams were smart, and, and this is just me, right? And and this is where my mind is on this. The two options I think Atlanta needs to consider, definitely not quarterback. Quarterback is not a consideration here. Kyle Pitts no. at four, if you don't like, if you don't like the trade offers Denver gives you or Chicago, you know, and I'm gonna explain the Chicago piece in a second. But if you don't like the trade offer Denver gives you to move down to nine, you take Kyle Pitts. You just you just take Kyle Pitts and you expand on preparing to get ready for life after Julio. Because Calvin Ridley's only 26 years old. He has at least four to five more years of dominance as a number one receiver. And Julio becomes a number two. And then Kyle Pitts can take over and he doesn't have to directly play tight end. He might can transition to fucking receiver if he fucking wanted to. Man, six six was a four four. You know, so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out into that offense. Uh, but if you do trade now with Denver, if Denver does give you the right packages and they don't believe in Drew Locke and Justin Fields is on the board, I think Denver makes that play to go get Fields. If they don't do it with Atlanta, they'll do it with Detroit. Um, but see, I think Sertain is, is – go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, like I said before, the problem is – I think y'all need defensive backs, but there aren't any that are good enough to go top four. So mm-hmm. you really there's rip. no Ramsey in this draft. Really there's a lot of solid depth in this draft, but there's not a Ramsey-esque talent. And you risk missing on what you need just to build on what you already have. That's why it's kind of hard. Maybe I'll trade down. But y'all yeah, just trade it up. But maybe things change. I would I would trade down to Denver. I would I want I hope that Denver decides. Ju- I, I hope this right because this is what the rumors are. Mac Jones is the rumored third overall pick. Kyle Shanahan wants Mac Jones. John Lynch wants Justin Fields. Trey Lance is nowhere in this equation at all for San Fran apparently. So you've traded up from twelve to go get Mac Jones because you think he won't be there surprisingly or somehow some way I don't know how. Um, but as far as the defensive back goes, the real problem that I have is this, if I'm Atlanta, 
I trade to be before Dallas because if you don't take certain, Dallas does. And then either which way, I think Dallas goes corner. If they don't go corner and there's an offensive tackle on the board, then they're going to go offensive tackle. Tyron Smith has too many back problems. Uh, Travis Frederick did just retire less than two years ago. And Jerry Jones has been very good at drafting linemen mid to late first round. He, he hits. Very different. He, I'm, I'm, I'm just going off tradition. Jerry Jones know how to hit on them linemen draft picks mid-round. So if Rayshon Slater there at 10 somehow and Pat Sertain out on the board, I don't think Jerry goes for J.C. Horn. I don't know why I think that. I don't really have no basis behind it. I'm just thinking about Jerry Jones and what he's always done. Um, Very different. For one, I need that's a trade out. That's one. Yeah. We all know the trade's going to pick up. Either if Jamar Chase is available, they're going to get a receiver. They lost Kenny Galladay. They're going to replace him. Cincinnati has the option of either going receiver or offensive line. So if they do decide to take Kyle Pitts, that would be uh, interesting to see. I don't think it will. But I feel like if Kyle Pitts falls out of the top five, Dallas is going to get him because we've already seen Jerry Jones doing uh, Zoom conversations with him, saying how much he likes him. If Kyle Pitts is on the board at 10, he's taking – because as much as we've seen tradition, he broke that last year with C.D. Matt because that was something that he did not need. I think he did need that, though. I I don't – I don't – Okay, so maybe I'm just different here. I don't think Michael Gallup is a number two. I think Michael Gallup is a extension of a number two. He's more of a like a, a I'm here when you need me kind of guy. You know, I don't I don't think he's a number two receiver at all. I, I feel like okay, Muhammad Sanu was like a certified number two, but I don't think Michael Gallup is even equating to Muhammad Sanu. That's just what I think personally. And yeah, I think but if they Lamb, value him that. If that's how they value him, they value him as I mean, too. that's the same way the Eagles value Nelson Aguilar. Look how that worked out for them. No offense, Jay. Uh, hey, that's, that's the Eagles. That's on them. <laughs> but we know yeah, that's how they saw it. What if, what if y'all just really turn the tide and take Justin Fields? I mean, the expectation is clearly go offense at number four if Fields is on that's the board. What like. I, think, I think that clearly if, if Denver – presents you a package that you absolutely can't refuse. Like, let's say they give up, they give up their number nine. Let me go look at their picks really quick too. Like, so I can be accurate here. Well, while you do that, the reason why I feel like Justin Fields would be a bad pick for them because Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan is on the hook on a contract that you can't get rid of. Justin Fields can't really learn much from Matt Ryan. Two different styles, two different concepts. You got a new coach with a new system. So it's like, that's kind of a wasted pick. Granted, the 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 is, I'm not saying so just the field is a bad talent. Oh, that's just the wrong position. But Denver no, has a defensive coach, so why? how does that work for Denver? I mean, Denver doesn't have an option. Denver don't I have mean, Drew Lock. Drew Locke, the only, the only knock on Drew Locke is that he can't stay healthy. That's a lot of questions. Yeah, I mean, I've field. seen some games where I, I've still questioned mechanics things and such but well that's gonna happen I do though, too. when he's 
Early they don't have no options. He's he's a second round quarterback and he's learning the NFL still. So I mean, I'm not gonna give him like no credit or I mean, like that. I like Drew Lock though. I mean, Dak Dak was a third. He was ten times better. But my yeah, thing I mean, is, that's just the work that he put I'm just not. Denver doesn't have an option. Uh-huh. So even if they bring Justin Fields in, they'll have to they'll create a whole system for Justin Fields. Uh, you the can't, only you I can't have do to... that in Atlanta, but now you have Matt Ryan sitting there with like almost $40 million on your bench. You can't do nothing up. Are you going to do the Eagles and dump him somewhere and take that cap hit? You're going to put no. yourself deeper in the hole. No, and it, the reason I say no is because Arthur Smith knows that Matt Ryan got two great years in him, at least. That's and what he's, I'm saying. He's going to so give him that. So the, the thing is, the thing is with young quarterbacks, and this is the Jordan Love argument with Aaron Rodgers in the same way we argued with Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. It's the fact of the matter that you 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 put him in front of somebody. I ain't saying Matt Ryan's a Hall of Famer, so before we, I'm not I'm not saying that. Yeah, I know I love my quarterback. I don't I don't hate him like everybody else do that like the Falcons. I love Matt Ryan, but I think I think the I think the fact of it is when you consider Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan can teach Justin Fields the NFL. He can't teach him how to be the same quarterback. To your point, I agree with you. I just think he can teach him the NFL at least. That's the thing that you you get a young quarterback for. Jordan Love is going to be nothing like Aaron Rodgers. But the fact of the matter is, is that, okay, you have a guy who's been in the NFL for 12 years. He can teach you how to get adjusted to the NFL. And then Arthur Smith can play with or without a running quarterback. We've seen him do it with Marcus Mariota and Ryan Tannehill now. Tannehill is mobile enough to where it works. Matt Ryan is mobile. Matt Ryan is mobile enough to the point where we've seen him make plays with his legs, but he's not a mobile quarterback by any means, you know? Um, and and I, to counter-argue your Kyle Pitts point, I love what you said about the Jerry Jones picking the Kyle Pitts, but here's the problem and why I keep saying this. If Atlanta trades down to nine and Kyle Pitts is on the board at nine, why do you take corner? You wanted Kyle Pitts anyway. Why do you take corner? Be- that's the only bad part about it. If Kyle Pitts falls to nine, Atlanta can still get him if they trade to nine. You didn't have to get him at four. You picked up an extra draft pick in the next year. You picked up pick nine, pick 40 in the first next year, and you still got Kyle Pitts. You traded down and still got what you wanted anyway. It's kind of like it's kind of like what happened with the – was it Trubisky or was it like the Niners who traded up? I think the Bears traded up with the 49ers. And the Niners still ended up with Solomon Thomas, and they both were bust. So it's like you still, you still get what you I want. Just, in sense. Yeah, I look at your team, and okay, Dan Quinn got him out of there, cool. Yeah, I had one bad season. Y'all were a playoff team. Matt Matt Ryan maybe was the reason for a game or so, but majority of the time, the defense. Lack the production they needed to succeed. So, if y'all not in a superior, I understand if y'all was two and fourteen last year. Like everything went awry. Everybody was healthy. I had a horrible season. Okay, it's time to hit the reset button. Then I will understand you drafting Justin Fields. How many ways did you have last year? Uh, I want to say four or five. And what was the previous year? I'm about to tell you right now. Give me one second because I don't remember what's top of my head. Because uh, it's like 
Last season, we went four and 12. The year before, seven and nine. We were second place and just missed the playoffs. And this so you, 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 did, you, down, you downgraded by three wins. And the year before, you were seven and nine back to back season, second in place in the NFC South. And then you were fourth place this year. Uh, and you only won four games. And then you look at those years, every year, your offense was ranked top 10, at, at the minimum, top 10 offense. Yeah. Defense was always in the 20s, early 20s, mid-20s. So you drafted A.J. Terrell. Okay, cool. He does his thing, blows one game. Everyone was coming for that. Mm-hmm. But overall, he looks like a decent pick. So if your offense is still in the top ten, even with Calvin really having a thousand yard season, with Julio being here, here and there, having a uh, okay running game, why not get Grady Jarrett some help? Like why? They tried. Why you're, they, you're they did try. You know, with the yeah, big they I mean, did tack, try. Tack was a bust. Tack was a bust. They they, they, bust. they tried. They tried multiple times to get him help. It's just that it's it's the it's the both of my teams in NBA and NFL have both had GM problems. Dimitrov did one thing right. He had one good draft, bro. One, truthfully, he literally got Julio. That's the only thing he did. He didn't do anything else. Like, what did he do that was so important? To me, he didn't do shit. So okay, you got Julio, and that's all you did. You went and got Vic Beasley at eight. And Vic did one good season and then dropped a Super Bowl pick that could have saved Super Bowl. Fuck him. Tack didn't do a goddamn thing, so that shit doesn't matter either. You know, so I am with you there. Now, I it's think this the draft other is issue, so defensive heavy. Like, you can exactly. literally rebuild and revamp your entire defense just in this draft alone. And I, I don't think Terry Fontenot cares about that. That's, the, that's where that issue comes from, and that's where... I, I'm I agree that the defense should be the focus, but I don't think Terry Fontenot cares about the defense. I don't think he's worried about that because when you look at how he helped the Saints in a sense, like he never got to draft Drew Brees successor ever. He didn't. But I think he wants to start his regime with his quarterback. And the only issue is, like, if his quarterback don't work out, then he's going to get fired. Just like anybody else who drafts a quarterback and gets fired. You can look at Sam Darnold's situation before Joe Douglas got there. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, there's too many examples of doing the wrong thing. And it's like Terry Fontenot still wants to do the wrong thing. I don't think think drafting a quarterback is – like, even Kyle Pitts for me is like, okay – I'm not saying if you have to, but mm. if you still have the benefit of, okay, let's say you do trade with Denver. Denver gives you the number nine pick. They give you the second round pick, a third, and next year's first. Okay, you're able to get two top tier defenders in the second round and potentially get a lineman and maybe another receiver in the third. So it's like, okay, if you take J.C. Horn, I say, yeah, J.C. Horn on one side, get A.J. Terrell on the other side. So having a decent secondary kind of alleviates the pressure on the front. That's giving, Jay- that's giving Grady some help. 
or if you draft yeah. Mika Parsons, where that gives you the linebacker presence that you have, yeah, I haven't had in God knows how many years. Would you consider him being a, a linebacker presence or more of an edge rushing presence, though? He can play both. linebacker. He's, he's a G- yeah, David no, he's Clown. a switchblade. He he's a switchblade. I I agree. I'm just saying it in the sense of like, okay, we we've had Deion Jones, but Deion Jones mm-hmm. did get hurt the last two years, so it's like his level of play hasn't matched what we're used to or what we're used to seeing because he right. got hurt. So it's like we have the linebacker, we have him and Foyer Olucon, like we have the LBs. But we don't have the money to bring LBs back either. We lost Campbell because we were broke. Um, if you want to put Mika Parsons on the edge, you can do such. So there's Grady Jarrett is your best asset. And I've seen him get triple T. Yeah, he's getting Aaron Donald. He's getting Aaron Donald. And, you know, like you said, I think it's a good point to look at the fact that, okay, we have picks 4, 35, and 68 in the top 100. If you do trade with Denver, Denver is going to give you number nine, number 40, a first next year at least. To me, the bare minimum is swap second this year, first next year. To me, that's enough. Just that's personally enough. Should it be more? It probably can be like a fifth or something. They're not going to add that third like I would like them to. But, I mean, it is what it is. I ain't going to cry with spilled milk. Because I, so, see, I see what happens is if you trade with Denver, and let's say you do take J.C. Horn. Mm-hmm. Or Patrick Sertain. I think Dallas, if Cal Pitts is still there, Dallas is taking Cal Pitts. But if Cal Pitts is gone, let's take Detroit takes Cal Pitts. And Dallas, I think, trades with New England. And New England is going to draft Trey Lance at number 10. Because that means they can still get, they might still be able to get Patrick Sertain at, was it 15, 17 that uh, the 15. Patriots are at? Yeah, fifteen, and that's why and I mentioned they the don't Bears get trade spot too. They still can get Caleb Family. That's what yeah, I'm saying. So there, the, the, and that, it, there's so much edgy. depth on the defense, and it's like a lot of these teams need defense. That's why I mentioned probably going down to the Bears, and the Bears would have to give up more because they're at twenty. If you're gonna drop sixteen spots from fourteen to get the Bears a quarterback, which they want, you have to give up a player probably a first next year your second this year as well. So, like, it, it's a lot that goes into that trade with Chicago if that ever happens. Mm-hmm. I just think I that. I doubt That's too much. I, I doubt oh. it happens too. But, you know, shit happens, and we you, – you never know. It's going to be know, a lot of know. trades come drafted. I think so. Because this draft – actually, this draft is packed. And we always say next year the draft isn't going to be as good, but then when it gets – we realize this, that's because they only evaluate yeah. quarterbacks. Like this quarterback draft yeah. after these five is dead to me. Mm-hmm. Everybody, else, even Caltrass, as good as Cal Trask can be, his ceiling probably at best might be Jared Goff. Yeah, and what's what's crazy? They never have those draft talks about the players who would be the best fill-in in the later rounds, like the players who can. Who can jump on them teams that are one to two wins away from the Super Bowl? We never talk about those players. We always talk about these top 15, you know, prospects. We we always talk about first-round prospects. They never talk about the late-round players to look out for. Like That's, that's why I keep scouting. bringing up Asante Samuel Jr.'s name. Everyone keeps saying, oh, he's going to be a third. Watch. He's going to be a late first, early second round pick. You said who going to be I would love first? Asante Samuel to get drafted by the Falcons. Yeah, I, I definitely think, I definitely think somebody's gonna reach late first for him. I don't think 
It doesn't make sense that you don't. Like, you I don't see it as a reach, though. I don't. Well, no, I don't I'm, see it as I'm a saying, reach. okay, so I'm but saying generally, in the sense, I don't I'm saying I'm saying reach in the sense of you're gonna do it because you don't want somebody else to not reach because he's not worth it. Yeah. I didn't I didn't mean right. it that way. I mean okay, reaching yeah. so okay, so let's look at let's go to a draft. Let's go like to like the Mac last. Jones situation, basically. Yeah, like he's a reach for sure. If you take him at three, you could have got him at 12, but you went to three to get him. You see, that's a reach. You just don't want anybody else to get him. The same way Chicago traded to get Mitch Trubisky, they reached for Trubisky when they were already at three. Nobody was going to trade for San Fran to go get Daniel Trubisky. Jones. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't say he's a reach at this point. Come, God damn it. I like Daniel Jones. Do this? Why do you do this? He always. <laughs> you... <laughs> All they right, stayed right. put. No, hold on, hold no, on. Look no, at no, 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 I'm, no, at, no, no. I'm I, in this I, draft I, I, right I, I, now. The first round quarterbacks was Kyler Murray, Daniel Jones, Dwayne Haskins. Only one of these quarterbacks is no longer on the team that drafted them. And it's the guy that everybody out of the three. Uh, okay, timeout. Daniel Jones is solid. Kyler is better than him. Kyler's definitely better than him. But we gotta we gotta stop discrediting people just for no reason. You don't have a reason to like Daniel Jones. He's turnover prone. He can't stay healthy. He trips himself on an 80 yard touchdown by himself. The man is solid poop. I don't care what nobody say. You cannot validate the number six pick for Daniel Jones. I am sorry. He was terrible. It's in only been two years. I don't know where he they got. It's only been two years. He's playing the hardest position in sports, though. Left. Hard, it's only been two years, man. Like he, you, you saying it as if he you had to come in and be perfect or something. You know, I'm not saying he got to come in and be perfect, but the praise for you might as well the way you giving it to him. Left, I feel you. I'm not discrediting what you're saying. But you gotta stop the pick. you got you gotta stop the random hate for no reason though, bro. It's not you, random you, hate. He was picked number six. <laughs> why, bro? Okay, please tell he me was why picked, he was picked number six. He was picked number six based on potential, bro. That's that's what the draft is for. That's what the so draft you, is for. So you so you mix a cake and, and get it a ten before you bake it. That's what some people do. Yes, oh the, same way, the same way. The same way. This is why no, the Giants. You know are what? The same are. way. The same way. The niggas came when I said Baker Mayfield was going to be solid three years ago when he got drafted. And everybody was, man, Baker's a poop. Why was he first overall pick? Then he fucking showed you, motherfuckers, why this last season. But he showed us in college as well. Where Baker the, please show won me the six Jones games in 2018 and 2019, then went out here and won 11 games this season, bro. It takes time. I did it, not, not know Duke had a football team. Let alone what does that got to do? A quarterback from Duke that is so me doo doo that you expect to come to the league at number six. That has nah, nothing man. to no. do with it, bro. No, that has nothing to no. do with it, bro. Sorry, nope. That has nope. absolutely nothing to do with it, bro. Nope. I promise it don't. <laughs> you were like, drafted you know, number six, like, bro. I mean, like, but that's kind of Kyler, easy. Kyler. Kyler led the Cardinals to five wins in his first season. Daniel Jones somewhat led the Giants to four. Okay. Let's look at the second season of both of these guys because they came in the same draft. Six wins for Daniel Jones, eight for Kyler. Is he that much better left? 
You are arguing post-draft. I am arguing the draft. At the end of the day, why but at the end of the day, why do you six? but why do you draft players left to make your team better, but, right? But why? Well, what did you base it off of? What did you that see? That don't matter. <laughs> it does matter if you drafted number six. We could go to Bro, Colorado. There have been dudes. And look at his college. Bro, film the same, say, okay, the same way. The same way people call Josh Allen to reach for the Buffalo Bills, and now look what he's doing his third season, bro. I don't want to hear that shit. I don't. I really don't, bro. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Niggas said the same thing about Josh Allen, and look what happened in his third season, bro. All right, right it takes this. time. All right, I do you this. This is gonna be his third season, right? If he's that same type, yeah. Of if season, he doesn't leap this, this season, season oh, then you got a great point, bro. I will. I, I will I'm admit that. Nothing. I'll- Hannah God, I'm not gonna say nothing, but if he's the same type of cheeks he's been these last two years, has he had a number one receiver these last two years? Okay, you went you went quiet, so that means no. That's all that matter. Like, let, let's oh be. Come on now, God. come on now, come on now, bro. Like this man, this man Kyler, this man Kyler didn't have a number one receiver until last season, and they only won eight games. What? What? He's that much better than him though. Because he's that much of a harder division that he is in. Oh, go so the NFC so East not a hard division? division? Oh, man. You the are you. Ooh-wee, boy. The, NFC East the is level of talent in the NFC East does not make it a hard division. Y'all just can't beat yourselves. There is no superior talent in the NFC East. I am sorry. There is not near one. Name a superior talent in the NFC East today. Terry McLaurin? Dallas Cowboys offense. Amari Cooper? The Dallas Cowboys offense is incredibly elite when fully healthy. Yeah. We, we, literally, we literally saw it before Dak broke his fucking ankle. Like, what? We, we forget that fast? And we forget how many wins they had because they couldn't close it out? Because Dak broke his ankle. <laughs> before he broke his ankle. He was still the same. The same way, bro. Dak and Matt Ryan have similar trajectories on their career. The only difference is Matt Ryan's a first round pick. The Cowboys' offense and the Atlanta Falcons' offense are damn near one in the same. The only problem for both teams is they defense fucking blows. So I feel what you're saying, but to to discredit Daniel Jones based on his GM, who's a horrible GM by the way, Dave Gettleman is fucking terrible. We know that. Yeah, you're like, come on. Like, I'm not going to discredit Daniel Jones yet. Next year, when we have this part on episode like 60 something and he's doing the same shit, we can have that talk, bro. And I will admit everything you're saying. All but right, Josh so- Allen got this same flack without a number one receiver. And what the fuck happened when he got a number one receiver? All right. That's so, all I'm saying. So I ask you this. That's all I'm saying. So I ask you this is, is Juice a number one? No. No. But Baker has a run game behind him. Daniel Jones didn't have Saquon at all last season, except for one game. Hey, towards ACL. Okay, so that has nothing to do with it. Josh Allen has no running back. That's why they projected to take one at 30. But the fact of the matter is, he went and got a number one receiver. So as a good quarterback, you either got a great running back or a great number one. Dak got both. That and the defense can't hold water. Okay, Kyler Murray has a number one now, but don't have a running back now. Okay, well they got James Conner now. So we'll see. James Conner uh, is garbage. Why are but, we even discussing uh, his name on his podcast? But uh, 
All I'm saying like, is, <laughs> he's that same level of cheeks by the end of this season. <laughs> All I'm saying. All I'm saying is Josh Allen got the same disrespect, and look what happened, bro. That's that's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. That's a good, Josh I mean, Allen got the same disrespect, bro. Let's be real. Josh Allen got the same disrespect. Josh Allen got a cannon, and he got that shit. I accurate. said Josh Allen was going to be the best quarterback in the draft. Bro, he got the best army. He's proven it at this point. He the, he the pro but, bowler. He the pro bowler, him and Lamar. But at the end of the what? day, bro, but at the end of the day, Sam Donald never made the playoffs. Baker made the playoffs Number and got far. Six, I say he was some poop, too. We argued this already. Hey, but, listen, 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 listen. Kyler ain't made the playoffs yet either. So Number him and Daniel Jones is the draft. same person. Kyler just got wheels. He was the second best quarterback in the draft. Number six. Bro, okay. Dwayne Haskins was the third best quarterback, and he's not even on the same team that drafted him. He's backing up a, 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 a quarterback who's been accused of raping a fucking bar bathroom. And, and, and he's the and he's the planned successor. Like what? We, what? There was there really was no second best quarterback in this draft, and I'm just Ohio gonna keep it a bucket. This point, have always been terrible. I, yeah, I don't even college trans- transition to the league. I feel you, we, bro. I'm going to go look at these quarterbacks in this draft so we can make something very apparent right quick. Kyler Murray, Daniel right. Jones, Dwayne Haskins, Drew Locke, Will Greer, Ryan Finley, Jared Stidham, Easton Stick. Clayton Thorson, Gardner Minshew, Trace McSorley. Out of all those motherfuckers, Daniel Jones has to be second best. Yeah, like you can't sit here and tell me Daniel Jones is better than those guys. Come on, like, it, it, you 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 just you just being crazy right now. For no reason, bro. It's all about who gets the draft that. But that's what I'm saying, bro. bro. But I Dwayne think, I Haskins, think, I think that is more of an issue because Daniel Jones is in New York. If he bro, was anywhere else, it probably wouldn't be this issue. It wouldn't even be said like this. But here's the thing: no, though. it would be the same issue being that he's drafted number six, no matter how you say it. But but look at who else was in the draft. Who bro, they didn't have a choice. If they take Dwayne Haskins and he did what he fucking showed in Washington, why are you taking Dwayne Haskins? No, nah, they had a choice. He's horrible. The only thing they, they could have so done was traded Eli down. Drafted again the following year. They still stunk. They still had a top five pick, so they could have got a quarterback the following year. No, you bro, went I and got But who's to say? They thought Daniel Jones is their guy, though. You can't say that. They thought Daniel Jones was their guy. He still can be. Daniel Jones has shown flashes of potential, bro. I'm not they gonna count guys out just yet. about that pick. That was an arch I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna discredit him yet, and I'm gonna stick no, on no, the. No, all right. I'm gonna give it to you. Don't worry about it. At, at the end of this season, bro. Hey, look, look. You're we're right. At the, at the, we gonna revisit this exact. We gonna come we're back gonna to come this to exact the same video. Strip club and see the same. We gonna come to this exact video at this exact point, and we gonna hold the L if we need to. That's fine, bro. Okay. I am cool with that, bro. I will hold my L gracefully if that is the case. But you I'm not going right to count him out. Club. That's, that's the, the same way you counting out Daniel Jones is the same way I counted out Kyler as the third best quarterback in that goddamn division last season. Mm-hmm. Look. Yeah, he's second best now. I mean, okay, he went up one spot because the Niners don't want Jimmy. I mean, hey, shit happens, bro. Poop too. It, it is what it is, bro. Jimmy don't know how to stay healthy. I mean, it is what it is, bro. But when he was healthy, what happened? I know who gonna be labeled poop. They don't prove nothing this year. Oh, Carson Wentz. Yeah, because you gotta deal with the rest of your up. life now, pretty much. That nigga's stuck in Indiana. Uh, 
speaking of that, though, you know, I like I like that we only talk about quarterbacks in this draft, though. Now, now I'm fine to think about the goddamn uh, last year's draft. So, who's better, Burrow or Herbert? Burrow didn't have a full season. I ain't thinking about that, bro. They, to be they, honest Herbert, with you, with Burrow having I'm a full your season, logic about the Dale Jones shit. Herbert nice. went six. <laughs> Herbert went six, bro. Was he worth being a six? I'm going off this Daniel Jones shit because I'm really angry about it. I ain't gonna lie to you. Was he worth being a six? Was he worth the six pick for the Chargers? Was he worth being a six? He's produced more than Daniel Jones did at a, at a, at a six. Okay, and look at his offense over though. One year. He came. He came into an offense with two certified receivers, a running back, and a tight end. Well, he wasn't Come supposed on. to start. He Come on, left because of a. a Random Love, you sound like the Facebook arguers, man. You can't do that. So, so, so Justin Herbert gets a pass for coming into Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Hunter Henry, and Austin Eckler. But Daniel Jones don't get no respect for coming into fucking Golden Tate, Sterling Shepard, and Saquon. Which hurts Saquon. But then you're making it sound like as if it's the receiver's fault. Daniel Jones have Sometimes an accuracy issue. Daniel Jones turns the ball over. It's not all bouncing off the receiver's hands where you can sit there and say, oh, yeah, the level of talent is different. No, it's mechanics. It's the IQ. It's the ideology, the things that he's doing that causes the turmoil of that team, where that without Saquon to rush the ball 30 times a game, it can't mask the mistakes that he's made. Now you're put on front street. But this rookie is different season for Justin. Kyler Murray, rookie season for Kyler Murray and Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones had 24 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Kyler had 20 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Next season, Kyler had 26 touchdowns, still 12 interceptions, but more rushing touchdowns. Daniel Jones got hurt and didn't play as much, so he only had 11 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. So if it's a receiver thing, Kyler and Daniel are kind of the same. Kyler just can run better. We're not saying much. We're not he had saying 11 much. and 10 before he got hurt. And he got hurt though. At the, okay, so because he has so no you're receivers, saying that if he didn't get hurt, he was going to throw twenty more touchdowns to even that up. I'm saying if no he picks. had receipt, I'm saying if he had receivers to throw the ball to, which is why they went out and got him Kenny Galladay, which is why the mock drafts are saying they're going to draft a wide receiver still to complement their quarterback. It's going to help him improve. It's the same thing with Josh Allen. Josh Allen looked kind of bad until he got Stephon Diggs. Yeah, you can throw the ball to John Brown all you want deep because you got a cannon, but John Brown got to go get the ball. He's fast. That's yeah, it. But you, uh, Cole Beasley is a slot receiver. So you playing with three slot receivers out there at X, Z, and slot. You're not going to be that good. But you go get a guy who can play X and Z and let your slots be slots, you're going to look a lot better. That's the point. Like, but the it, point is, if you're having accuracy issues, that is not based on the talent on the field. That is the problem with Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones throws three yards out instead of three yards in. He throws it short. He hits the ground. Sometimes he overthrows. This is accuracy. That was the problem with Josh Allen. It wasn't okay, because so of the Josh Allen, of talent he had. Okay, so, so Josh Allen. A good season. Okay, but again, you're not giving the man time to improve. You're going off what you saw and not the improvement. You're not even giving a chance for improvement, though. Josh Allen's first season, he threw 10 touchdowns, 12 picks. He ain't thrown 12 picks since his rookie season, bro. 
because in his third year, he took a leap. He went from 10 and 12 to 20 and 9 to 37 and 10 because they got him a number one. This man threw 17 more touchdowns than he ever had as a career high because they got him a receiver left. Because they gave him a talent, talent, bro. Talent around you matter, bro. No matter what you're trying to argue right now, the talent around you matter. No, but love, I will say the talent around you does matter a lot. What you're saying left is right. Like what you're saying is right, but it's not really arguing the point. The point of the draft is to see potential in players. None of these mm-hmm. players are going to be who they are right now. That's the point. That's what we're hoping for. Some do. But we're hoping that, okay, I see that Daniel Jones is doing this right. He's doing this right. He's doing this right. He's checking off everything on the checklist. But obviously, he's a kid and still has to learn how to play. Accuracy may be an issue early on, but we can teach that. That can you come can with time. You can teach accuracy by building so talent around somebody right who can decision. get the ball no matter how bad you throw yeah. it, bro. Yeah. It don't if matter how bad you right throw decision. that shit if the nigga that can go get the ball whenever can get the ball whenever. It's, it's, like, saying you're gonna throw it, it's like saying you're going to throw it Ocho Cinco knowing he is a, has a knack for catching inaccurate passes. It don't matter how inaccurate the pass is. Your receiver has the time to go get that shit. I Stephon hear. Diggs has a talent for going to get the ball no matter where it's at. It don't matter where you throw that bitch. If the route is right and it's put in a, p- a position to be caught in the midst of the route, he's going to go get it. That's talent of Stephon Diggs, not Josh Allen. I hear all everything that you're saying, and I agree. What I do not agree to is him being the number six pick. I'm not arguing. Is is you're saying potential. Okay. But the out of the quarterbacks in that draft, what? who else could the Giants have took you at didn't six though have left? To draft them in that in that draft. You didn't have to draft a quarterback in that draft. Le- okay, but it happened already. We can't change history. The only thing I we can ask that. is I'm the just saying he is, has invalidated being number six. Now you said give him a it's year. Only been give him this year. I'm going to give him this year. Years. But if he's the it's same as cheeks, I don't want to yeah. hear. And that's fair. Yeah, you got to give. Yeah, and that's fair. Left, like you said, you just got to give him this year. Like Josh Allen snapped in his third season. Most players do. I think Carson Wentz did in his third, or maybe in the second. Yeah, that's, that's what, what I'm saying. I'm not going to count the man now. It's only been two seasons. If he get hurt, yeah. then we can't say shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I, we had a wait again because he got hurt. He hasn't validated the number six for me. You said give him a year. Fair. But to give him to the end of this year. Yeah, that's fair. But I mean, me while that, but while that's and fair, he's clapping them same cheeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but while that's fair, I still want to ask that hard question though. So, who would have been at six for them to take? That would have been worth it though. I'm literally yeah, asking your opinion that on draft. that. I will have to relook at that draft. And, I just and told you every. I just told you every quarterback from that draft. That's I'm why not I said he needs to draft a quarterback. They could have drafted a quarterback in the following year because even drafted Daniel Jones, they were still in the position to draft a quarterback the following year. Okay, so I'm gonna just I'm gonna just give you the top you know ten. I'm, I'm gonna give you the top ten by name, and I want you to tell me. And I'm not even gonna do the top ten. I'm only gonna do after the Giants. So you can say who they should or should have picked after Daniel Jones, right? I'm going to be fair because the top five mm-hmm. picks are already done. They can't change that, right? Josh Allen, the defensive end that plays for the Jaguars. TJ Hawkinson, who plays for the Lions. Ed Oliver, who plays for the Bills. Devin Bush for the Steelers. Uh, Jonah Williams, who plays for the Bengals, who's been hurt this whole career. Rayshon Gary, who is doing nothing in Green Bay. Christian Wilkins, who's doing nothing in Miami. 
Chris Lindstrom for us, who's doing nothing for us. Dwayne Haskins, who's been cut. Brian Burns, who's doing nothing in Carolina. It, it, everybody in this shit is not doing anything. So it's like we would Devin be arguing Bush the same thing regardless. Had a solid season. Who? Devin Bush. He got hurt. He told you. Yeah, but again, that's the only person. I'm, I'm not saying he wasn't. He's a great linebacker, but the Giants didn't need a linebacker at that point. So they wouldn't have took a linebacker. They didn't need one. Who did they have on their – that's what I'm saying. Who did they have on their roster at that time? On that – in that season, let me go find it. I don't think a quarterback was a necessity that year. Man, the way the way quarterback is in this world, bro, and the NFL, you take it when you can get it. You can't you can't wait. You can't wait. That's why the issue now is Atlanta. They they can't wait for next year. They gotta go get their guy now. That's the problem. That's why Fontenot is so hyped on getting one. They could have built that team and went for Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence was a freshman. They, they had just traded. Backpacker. They had just traded for Alec Ogletree from the Rams to be their middle linebacker. They had him, Lorenzo Carter, Marcus Golden, and Dion Buchanan. They did not need a linebacker. They didn't. So next best fit, Eli's fucking almost 40 years old. Let's go get a quarterback. That's it. That's the only reason he got picked. They they drafted Daniel Jones, Darius Slayton in the same draft. You got a quarterback and wide receiver combo that's going to last in the NFL together, probably. Maybe. If Slayton lasts. We'll see. We shall see. Just got to give him time. Yeah, because if we look well, at this, he got an extra bro. game this year too. He has seventeen games. Got seventeen games. I forgot yeah, about I think that. the feeling of having a playoff I think game. The Giants. I think the Giants' offense is about to show everybody something that they needed to show a long time ago. Because this, when's the last time the Giants' offense has looked like this? Still yeah, got a problem with tight end. Probably pre Eli. Probably pre Eli though. To be real. Not a, no, not even pre Eli. The old this is like the 07 Giants offense, bro. Plessico Burris, Jeremy Shockey. Like they they Yeah, who's Jeremy Shockey? I'm not Shockey? calling them Jeremy Shockey was a tight end from Miami. Come no, on now. I know who Jeremy Shockey is. Who is Jeremy Shockey on this team? I'm well, not, I'm not equating Ingram, Mr. I'm, I'm not I'm, I'm out. <laughs> I'm not equating the tight ends to him. I'm saying as far oh, as right. I'm not I'm just making sure you wasn't mentioning Evan <laughs> And that, no. Oh hell! Absolutely. I would never disrespect my boy Shocky like that, man. That's a Miami guy. Oh, I would never God. respect him like that. Nah, 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 nah. I was saying in the sense of firepower in general, because you look yeah, at but they still have Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton. They have no help for Andrew Thomas. Like, they still got that issue. Evan they do have help. They 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 cut Zeitler for that reason, bro. They got two guards now. They got Will Hernandez, who they drafted, I think, last year. He showed he could play inside well. They need a center, if anything. Uh, but yeah, they they got guards. They, they call have a right tackle. Eight gap running back. They gonna need the yeah. They they need line. a center. They need a center for sure. Cause I think Weston Richburg is gone. Um, they definitely need a center. I I'm just gonna agree with you there. They need that for sure. But as far as like the offensive firepower looks right now, you got Galladay, Shepard, Slayton, Evan Ingram, Kyle Rudolph, Saquon. Can I get that now, man to get the ball? Yeah, I'm just looking at it from an offensive firepower standpoint. And I think that's why I argue how I do for Atlanta and Dallas, because like they have the offense. It's just that can the defense hold out from the other team scoring points? You know what I'm saying? That's why I feel like y'all should revamp that defense in this draft versus acquiring additional offensive talent. I wish I would do that later in the draft. 
I wish I was the GM, bro, but unfortunately I'm not. So because Gregory so I'm praying he drops the team. Like I really am. Bro, he's he's going first round. That's not even a question. <laughs> so what? Part. If the Colts can get Rousseau, where we can either move Justin Houston inside since well, we lost Autry. Well, y'all lost Houston too, though. Like, there's no guarantee you resign him because he was. Uh, I, I think that I think he just visited somebody and didn't sign though, so I don't know who it was. I can't remember, but I think it was the Ravens. I think he visited Baltimore and didn't sign. Surprised he's still playing, honestly. I was surprised on last year. So she got a sack. But um Do y'all still got Jabal Sheer? Or is he gone? Not to my knowledge. He's been gone. I think he was gone last year. If I'm yeah, not he 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 was good in New England that one season, got that money, and just mm-hmm. that was it. Same thing with John Simon. <laughs> John Simon was another one. That was it. They ain't heard from that man since, bro. I forgot about him till just now. That's the one thing I love about Chris Ballard. Like before that, anybody had a little one year hype. He was on the Colts. Trent Richardson, Frank Gore. He just like cans them, right? Andrew Johnson, Andre Johnson. They just they get one good year. They were on the Colts. Chris Ballard, yeah, he's been real selective of who he takes. And I like that he brought um Xavier Rhodes back. Yeah, I think that was good for y'all because I, I I do have you guys drafting a corner in uh second round, so that that'll be yeah. that'll be solid for you guys. Um, I want Asante. I want Asante. If we can get Asante, he'll, he'll be there. You can get that. I honestly think the way this draft may play out because now we know the rumors are coming out about what teams are looking for. Uh, the reason Bum Connor was let go was because the Steelers are looking to draft a running back. So. If Najee Harris falls to 24, like, I think Pittsburgh takes him. I think you just get a bell cow and that's it. You better get him before Buffalo, dude. That's what Buffalo's eyeing. Well, Buffalo, but Buffalo's at 30, so Buffalo has to make a trade to even get past Pittsburgh. So they ain't really – you can't really – well, I'm not saying you can't, but I'm saying it would take a lot might, for Buffalo uh, to get up. They might trade with Baltimore. That's, yeah, because I – Baltimore I, might the way trade out of the first round. The way I'm looking at it right now, I think Buffalo does try to make a move up somehow. But the only trade partner I see in this draft for anybody really would be Chicago. I think everybody else would stay put. Because looking at looking at the back end of it right now, like Pittsburgh's at 24, Cleveland's at 26, Baltimore's 27, Saints 29, I mean 28, Packers 29, Bills 30. The only team I could see making a trade would be 18 at Miami and getting more picks because they just need to build still. Uh, Washington might trade down. And then Chicago, because Chicago doesn't need a quarterback now. They swearing by Andy Dolan for they some They might trade reason. with us. We might trade down. Yeah, I could see y'all trading down to maybe 30 because y'all can't. Yeah. For real, for real, the best thing about you guys is you can get anybody, plug them in, and y'all are good. Mm-hmm. I hate y'all for that, but like we got Sam sense. Levy, we got Sam Levy, so we might develop him as our left tackle, and then trade down. And if Gregory Rousseau is still on the board, take him in the first round, and then try to get a Santi Samuel in the second. And I think we still have another second round too, because I want to build up on that defense. Our offense is good. We can move solid with our offense. We could probably even re-sign Trey Burton. As our tight end, it will be good. I still kind of don't understand the Marlon Mack resigning, but 
You guess yeah, me neither. Somehow? That was a weird one to me, but I guess it's one of those prove it things. And I think so. Correct me if I'm wrong. Like Hines has been like the pass catching back, and Taylor was the bell cow for most of the season, right? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I guess I guess your thing now with that that offensive assistant leaving to go to the Eagles and having to be replaced. I guess Frank Reich might try to do more dual HB sets. I would guess might be if running he doesn't more, already. Well, Pistol is a is a big uh, package for the Eagles, so I guess it's a, a comfortability thing for Carson Wentz having the Pistol format implicated into the into the system. Yeah, and then also I guess having Marlon Mack and, and Naeem Himes and, and more so passing Pistol, and then having Jonathan Taylor for the more running, more sweeps and counters. But I think yeah. Naeem Hines might be moved more so towards a receiver running five outs. Yeah, I, 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 I can see Marlon Mack being the uh, the third down back to sell that play action. That's what I, I'm yeah. thinking about. So that kind of makes sense. Yeah, I mean, we just cut Edo Smith, though. I, I said that was going to happen. I said we're not going to keep Edo because we went and got Mike Davis. So there is still yeah, room Davis. for us to take Hill? a uh, – Yeah, we took a Brian Hill. I, I do think that, you know, at some point during this draft, we're getting a running back. I just don't know yeah. where. And then the other problem is, you know, Cordero Patterson is considered a running back now. So yeah. we really might not need to draft one until next year. But Mike Davis got a two-year deal. Uh, actually, no, Brian Hill is not on Didn't the roster. Yeah, we just got Cordero yesterday. So we, we got him See, yesterday. I'm just, I'm we got Mike Davis. Here. Uh, Quadrate Allison, we we don't have uh, what's his name no more. Brian Hill gone. I thought he was still there. See, Mike Davis will have to be your every down back. Cordell's not a every down back. Just yeah, he's a trick play off guy. the Swift offense. Yeah, that's heavy inside runs and play actions. Yeah, Cordell's not going to survive that. I, I don't see this. Mike Davis will have to, but then it's just. His, his impact as a running back is not going to sell that. He would have to I show would, out. I would say Cord- Cordero's not even a running back, really. He's more just an He's offensive not. weapon like Devin Hester is. But they list him, looking at this right here, they're listing him as a running back, and I didn't know they were going to list him as that. So that's news to me, but whatever floats they boat. They say you're going to pay him as much as something according to the scale. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's he's a he's a kick returner. He's a he's a. He reminds man. me of Josh Bridge. <laughs> you know, it was it's funny. Like we we really got an era of the NFL where like being a kick returner is a great thing for you to do. Dante Hall, Josh Cripps, Cordero, Devin Hester. Like, bro, we really got blessed to see all these guys be. What was the other one? Shit. Brad Smith, I think, was one too. Yeah, Brad Smith was one, and then uh. Not Rocket Ismail. What in the fuck is that dude name? Andre Roberts, another one. He was all right though. He was okay. I don't hate him. Uh, but, what was what was the one that used to do the um dance in the end zone? Not Jacob. Is it Jacoby Jones? Yeah, yeah. He used to do the uh the River City shit, the Miami joint. Yeah, yeah. That shit that Chris Johnson used to do. Yeah, I knew you talking about Chris Damn. Johnson. Man. That's bro. Yeah, that dude was something else, man. 
Uh, any closing remarks from anyone? Nobody gets anything... Holmes they, uh, his credit. The same with Larry mm. Johnson. They both was really good, man. Damn. <laughs> oh, I, I, another one. Yo, that man, wow. They, ain't he, they, he the one that beat the murder too? Ray. Him and Ray, right? Uh-huh. That night on the boat. Yeah, I, I that's what I, I mean. Like Trent Duff was a Hall of Famer. Why? Because you're not in the Hall of Fame. Historic... He's not in the Hall of Fame. Hell no. Hold on. Don't 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 get me the lion up here. Wait a minute. You did not just say that. I swore that who? Yeah, he ain't no Hall of Famer. Hell no. Uh, he's a Super Bowl who? champion, but he ain't no Hall of Famer. Who'd you say? Trent Dilfer. Dilfer Dimes. Oh man, nah. Yeah, two times. Yeah, he's not in the hall. One time he well, won he with the Ravens. That, he won with the Ravens. Yeah, he won with the Ravens and then lost uh lost backing up Matt Asbeck, I think. Yeah. But he won he won as the starting quarterback when the Ravens defense showed out versus the Giants that year. In two thousand. Um, we didn't really get to talk a lot about it. Uh, I'm not sure everybody watched the gameplay. This is gonna be my close remark at least. Uh Esports Boxing Club, the alpha gameplay looked really smooth, dude. I'm very impressed yeah. right now. It, you can um, tell that they were working on that game for a while before they even released it. Really, and they're uh, still uh, working on it to this very moment. So I'm... Yeah, that's, that's what we need. That's going to be the game right there. We need that. We've been wanting to buy 200 boxes. You said what, though? I just hope they get through all the devices. Boxing, the way it's broken down, it's 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 hard. It's true. It's ridiculous, dude. It just it, it's hard to get it's too many organizations, too many licenses you got to go through to promotion sign people to do certain shit. Allow it. Well, every every former boxer got a promotion this? company, bro. It's so much shit that come with that. It's annoying. It's gonna, know, this game's right. gonna be a GTA type of game. It's gonna take about six years before they get. Remotely I wouldn't even be demo. Bad, though. I'm just looking. I'm looking forward to uh, no, the game supposed to come out this year, but it's probably gonna get pushed back. Yeah, they um, they said they'll push it back as they need to, and it's still an alpha right now as of this moment. So I wouldn't be surprised to see a beta come by the end of the summer at least. At least um, that way, people can get a feel for it, get the feedback to them, and see how the game feels and things like that. Because it's nothing like putting the game in the consumer's hands compared to your developers. Developers are gonna tell you all the good shit. That you want to hear. Oh, this game mm-hmm. feels great. A consumer's gonna tell you know. the truth. A consumer's gonna tell you the truth. You know, so I'm looking forward to it. Even though I'm not like the biggest boxing fan, I do think we need a boxing sports game. It just would do good for the industry. It would it would bring some variety that makes things feel good. Uh especially being that it's not in EA's hands. Floyd gotta agree. Yeah, he should, so we can beat up on Arturo Gotti as Floyd Mayweather. I need that. That was the reason why we never got another fight, that, because they wanted him on the cover. They didn't want anyone else. He's like, no, I don't want motherfuckers picking me to lose. <laughs> I'm like, okay, it makes sense. I was like, damn, we would have liked another fight. Night. I mean, I, I ain't going to lie. I'm kind of glad it went that way, though. I think we need to stop letting certain companies stranglehold certain industries. Yeah, like, EA shouldn't it, have fight night for that long. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know what company could have took it and made it a lot better than what it was, but 2K. I mean, see one now. 2K could have. <sighs> what 2K did to the NFL game was far half superior half. than Madden. 
I'm half and half on it. I, I I can see it, but I'm half and half right at this moment. I'm half and half at this moment. As far as 2K versus Madden? No, nah, as far as 2K making a good boxing game. And oh. my 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 reasoning is because of how they did the WWE game. So if they fucked that up, they probably would have fucked up boxing too. That's but I think if they my... if they bought out Fight Night, mm-hmm. of course the same developers go as well. So I don't know. Maybe they they would have integrated more because Two K is great for their storyline. You know their their mechanics and their, their visuals is kind of I won't say simplistic, but it's simplistic for the time. You know, it's AK is basic AK. You know, it's not the sweat dripping off of their bodies. It's, you can see sweat, but it's the bare minimum. And they do that on the course of whatever the time shows. 4K, 720, 1080, whatever the case may be, they'll give you the bare minimums visual. But they was always great in all their games as far as the storylines go. So I think with yeah. EA or whatever the developers were for Fight Night coming into integration with 2K, I think Fight Night Champion is a far better game than what it is. Now we I love Champion for the story. The Bernard Hopkins story. But I think they could have done it a lot more to it. Having yeah. So I think they would have had a better that, game. Um, I think the hard part about the 2K part of it being developers and publishers is the fact that when you look at their fighting game and what they did with their fighting game, and they basically made it progressively worse. That's why I'm on the fence about 2K doing it. Like 2K making fighting games is not necessarily a good thing because we've seen what they do with fighting games so far, and it's not the best product. I don't yeah, know. Without those developers and teams that's already been working on those games. That's like for the show. Well, the show yeah, was brought up by, by Xbox and Microsoft. You're getting those same San Diego studio developers basically the, making and the that's, same And game. that's why I say what I did about the 2K and the fighting thing, because they let the developer go. They basically told Ukes, like, yo, fuck y'all, we good. And then they saw the backlash. Yeah, THQ is dissolved. That. You know, THQ don't exist no more, so you right. can't go to them. But Ukes was like the, the main proponent in making wrestling games feel good for all these years no matter what game it was no mercy wrestlemania 2000 all the smackdown versus raws all the smackdown games prior so i don't know man it i think if 2k had a, a another developer on hand that was good with the motions of boxing itself then yes but i don't think there's a developer out there realistically outside of the esports boxing club people that could have made uh, a game like this. I think Naughty Dog might have the tangibles to do such. Yeah, but the problem with that is they are owned by Sony, I believe, now. And all of they have the same problem that EA has, right? Where you are controlled by this organization and you have to do what they say. Like, it doesn't matter. And Naughty Dog's focus is now all into a Last of Us remake instead of other games or a new IP or even just bringing back Jack and Daxter as a remastered collection. So. Yeah, I mean, we we said the same thing about San Diego and now they're a cross brand. So 
Well, no, I think I think that's different because they own, and I'm not saying they only make it, but realistically, they only focus on one game that sells like hell every year. Whereas Naughty Dog makes multiple games. Uh, who else makes multiple games that we can compare them to? Like Bioware. So there, that mm-hmm. when, when we look at that side of it, it's it's hard to tell. Bungie. I wouldn't even get the Bungie no more because they sold their IP to fucking three four three. Yeah. So it, it, yeah. So Bungie created Halo, but they gave the rights to Halo to they sold Halo to Microsoft, and that's why it's on a different studio now. That's why three four three Interactive is who runs Halo, because the IP was sold from Bungie to Microsoft. You know, Bungie was under Activision, and that's why that split happened. And that's why Bungie uh-huh. went to Game Pass because Bungie is now its own entity. It's no longer under an umbrella of any kind. So there have been rumors of people thinking, oh, we're going to sell it to, uh, we're going to sell Destiny to Microsoft and things like that. And that's not going to happen. So, you know. I know Unreal. Unreal hasn't been active in that environment in a while. They just make right. engines now. They don't even care no more. They just do engines. Yeah. And they are pretty good. Yeah. Um, That's another problem too. The era of the PvP. I know. Yeah. yeah. We can get into that next time. Like era of PvP. I, I'm I'm interested in hearing about that one. That's a. I think that's some people don't understand because they can be good games without PvP. Huh. Why people don't get that, I don't know. I don't know. Different day, different time for that one though. Um. Huh. Anybody got any fire statement they want to send out? No. Um, not this time. Yeah, I don't have anything either. Um, just be blessed, no, more man. life, and cherish be the people safe, around man. you. Definitely, cherish definitely cherish those life. around you, man. Uh, RP DMX, man. RP DMX. RP Black Rob. Yeah, dude, that that shit shook me yesterday. Black Rob died, man. No pun intended. Hey, listen, man. <sighs> And when they was on that joint, when they was doing the Harlem shit with Diddy and G Dup, hey, listen, bro, they was they was fire. Gotta pay attention to those around you. Yeah, man, that shit there is bad. 